0: Hello, Blacknell women. I'm grateful we are on this journey into Philippians. For me, at least, this feels like a perfectly timed study. As we begin our time, I want to read Philippians 1, 1 through 11. So listen to God's word to you from Philippians. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrances of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. God, open our eyes to your word this morning. Fill us with your truth. Guide us with your presence. Help us to live into your joy and hope. Amen. When I read the first six words Paul writes in Philippians 1, verse 6 in the ESV study Bible I like to use, it caught my attention. And I am sure of this, Paul writes. I read that and thought, there are few things I feel sure of these days. I'm not sure when my kids will go back to schooling at school. I'm not sure when I'll see a person smile again when I'm out and about shopping. I'm not sure when we will worship again within the walls of Black Knoll. I'm not sure when we can have birthday parties again in our house or have a group of friends over just to hang out. I'm not sure how the political division that has intensified in our country will all play out. Life seems to be extended in this space of the uncertain, the not sure. And it's not just the effects of COVID and politics, but for me, Our family has had some pretty heavy things come up in the last year that have left me feeling pretty anxious and unsure about how things will turn out, what will happen, will we all be okay? Then I read these words, I am sure of this. And I felt God saying to my heart, Janice, of one thing you can be sure. And what is that? Of what is Paul so sure? I am sure, he says, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. Of one thing, friends, we can be sure of in this strange space we find ourselves in where so much of life feels thrown up in the air and we don't know where it will land we can be sure that God is at work. Just let that sink in. Our God is at work in this moment, in your life, in our world. What God begins, God always finishes. The word completion or finish in verse 6 is the Greek word epitelos, from the Greek word telos, which means ultimate aim, full potential, end goal. Whose aim or end goal is all of life moving toward? God's. It's not the circumstances of your life right now that determine the outcome of things. It's not the decisions you did or did not make. It's not even the forces that feel greater than you, the powers that be, the culture we live in, who's in office or not in office. No, God determines the end goal. God is in control of where we are going. Ultimately, God's purposes will stand in your life and in this world, in the entire cosmos. This verse, the confidence that Paul expresses in Philippians 1, 6, is the anchor of all that Paul writes in the book of Philippians. One commentary said this verse is the theme or motto of this letter. But I think it's not just of this letter, but of the whole of Paul's life. It is this confidence that grounds his perspective on his life and his circumstances, of his joy, his thankfulness, his prayers, his words that he gives us in this letter. Think about it. Paul writes this from prison, having undergone some pretty horrible experiences as we read last week in our study which reviewed his missionary journeys and acts. Be- beatings, being shackled and imprisoned, shipwrecked. He had every reason to be tired, despairing, maybe even feeling some self-pity. But what does he say about his imprisonment? He tells the Philippian believers who seem to be questioning the turn of events in Paul's life, who are concerned that he is in prison. He tells them in verse 12, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Paul is saying, even in my imprisonment, God is at work. And it is this confidence Paul has that allows him to speak and pray as he does. It's why he can give thanks from a jail cell because he's convinced of the ways that God is at work in the Philippians and in his own circumstances to further the gospel. Paul's ability to thank God is because he's confident God is at work. It's why he's overflowing with joy. This word joy or rejoice is used 16 times in this short letter. The joy Paul has and encourages the Philippians to have is based in this conviction that God is at work. Even in circumstances which could breed doubt, despair, even bitterness, Paul expresses gratitude and joy. Why? Why? Because he's convinced that God is present and working. Being in prison and facing death has not robbed Paul of joy. What is robbing you of joy right now? Life has felt particularly hard for our family lately. The pandemic and social and political tensions, those were just more hard layers on top of other already hard things our family is facing. As I was working through the study on Philippians 1, 1 through 6 and sitting with this section to teach on, I was in a place of feeling all the hard. And to be honest, I was feeling pretty discouraged, defeated, and depressed. I was struggling to express joy or thanksgiving. And there is a place to feel the hard in our lives, sisters in Christ, to grieve and cry out to God in hard circumstances. But as I work through our study's focus on joy and thanksgiving, a focus that comes from the very heart of Paul himself, his joy and thanksgiving just overflows in this letter despite his circumstances it invited me to ask this question. What is robbing me of joy? While the things we are facing are weighty things, I realized it had become all I could see. Paul's words in Philippians 1.6 invited me to look up. And in particular, it invited me to look up in three ways. First, it invited me to claim the truth that God is writing this story, my story, and my family's story. Our circumstances right now are not the end of the story. We must remember, we only see vaguely what is going on in our lives as through a dim glass. Paul reminds the Philippians and us that even though we may not be able to see it, God is at work in the day in day-out events in our lives. There is a whole spiritual realm intersecting with our physical realm where God is at work. And God is committed to this work. He will complete it. He will finish it. He will bring it to the fulfillment of his good purposes and plan. One commentary I was using In my study of Philippians 1, made this statement that felt so true. Being a believer is to a large extent an act of memory. An act of memory. We need to remember, remind ourselves of God's faithfulness to us in the past. One of the biggest encouragements to me in the situation we are facing right now has been to remember the ways that God worked In such a huge way in my life two years ago in a situation that seemed impossible. We're invited to remember the ways that God has worked in the past. And we remind ourselves, we call to our memory the truth that God is at work right now. Even though we may not be able to see it. Two, it invited me to look for the things for which I can be thankful Paul writes that he is thankful for the Philippians because of their sharing in the gospel. This word gospel literally means good news. And when I read this, it brought to mind the question, what is the good news in my life right now? Where are the places where I can see shimmerings of the gospel, of God's grace? Paul's first response to his situation of being in prison is thanksgiving not petition. He looks for the ways that he can be thankful, and he was thankful because it was advancing the gospel even into Caesar's household itself. Where can we look around in our situations in life and see good news? One of the good news places for me in my current situation it is, the, is the way it is drawing my husband Derek and I into a deeper life of prayer together. It is also inviting me to notice and rejoice in the spaces in my life where things are going well, where I can see goodness, blessing, and joy. The sections in our study on choosing joy, they're entitled choosing joy. They affirm that we have to choose joy. Sometimes we have to actively pay attention to it. I really recommend reading those Choosing Joy sections in your Bible study if you haven't. They have helped me in the last week to focus on the spaces where I can be thankful. As Jean writes in day five of our study this week, gratitude makes us aware of our blessings and that awareness imparts joy. There is no joy without gratitude. Sometimes we have to look for it. What is the good news in your life right now? Where can you see shimmerings of God's grace, provision, guidance? As I took the time to notice these things, I felt the weight of our situation lift a little. I was reminded that I am not alone and that really grace is all around if I look for it. And finally, This situation has invited me into prayer unlike ever before. Confident of the work God is doing in the Philippians, moves Paul to pray for them, which he does in verses 9 through 11. He prays that they would abound in love, a love that leads to knowledge and insight so that they might know what is best and be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. It is a beautiful prayer that I have used for myself and used in the situation I am in right now over the person about who I am concerned. Use these prayers over yourself, over your loved ones. It's later in this letter where we are invited to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present a request before God. Part of what I felt invited to do in my times of prayer over the circumstances we are facing is to, in my imagination, place my care and concerns into God's hands. For our wedding, we were given a beautiful wooden box with a hinged lid that has a plaque on it with the words, God box. And to be honest, I haven't picked it up in years. But last week, I felt God inviting me to write out my prayers and concerns and place it in the box, a visual reminder to me that these things that seem too much for me, that in placing them in God's care, they are well in hand. What is going on in your life right now that you feel unsure about? What has you up at night? What has your anxiety level rising? Take a moment right now and just hold these things out before the Lord. Name them. Continue to name them before the Lord. And place them in his good care. As we close, hear these words, dear sisters in Christ. From the heart of Paul. I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you. Will bring it to completion. On the day of Christ Jesus. May your confidence be in the truth of this reality. Amen.